0: we're working now on a course for for bike commuters, for example, I've just made a a small course, it just takes 15 minutes about how to secure your bike. Yes. So this is something uh, I know, now, know how to do it well, good, organized, but I started all out with the wrong equipment, the wrong bicycle, the wrong backpack, the wrong helmet, the wrong locks. (laughs)
1: This episode of the Ben and Bikes podcast is brought to you by Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. Let's face it, chaps, after a long day in the saddle, we stink. Now you can upgrade your shower game with Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. You want to smell like the forest, there's pine tar. You want to smell like the sea, there's nautical sage. And if you want to smell like you just got off a boat in the Caribbean, there's bay rum. Visit drsquatch.com that's D R S Q U A T C H dot com for more detail. And now to this week's episode of Ben and Bikes.
2: You're listening to Ben and Bikes with your host, Ben Lockett. This podcast is about bikes but more about the people who ride them and their stories, and less about frame size, shock technology, or even the tour de France. This is Ben & Bikes, where every bike tells a story.
1: As ever, I love it when a listener reaches out to me to be on the Ben & Bikes podcast. If you'd like to be on the show, please email me on ben at benandbikes.com or go to benandbikes.com and and click on the contact button on the navbar. Today's guest, who sent me an email, is joining me via Skype all the way from just outside Madrid in Spain. His real name is Axel Blumenberg, but he also goes by the name Bike Ninja. From what I understand, Axel was one of those people suffering a soul-destroying, life-wasting, and exhausting commute And in his case, that was taking him about four hours every day. Coming to his rescue was a bicycle. And from what I understand, this has not only completely changed his life, but it also allows him to view things from the perspective of a martial arts expert. So, to help me put all of this into some kind of order is Axel. Axel Blumenberg, welcome to the Ben and Bikes podcast.
0: Hi, hi, Ben. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's great to be on your podcast.
1: Uh, well, you offered to be on my podcast. I didn't invite you, so um, I'm I'm so pleased that you were able to do that, Axel. Um,
0: okay, great.
1: And and we sit here on a on a Sunday uh, morning for me, a Sunday evening for you. Thanks to the wonders uh-huh. of of uh, modern technology in Skype. I always uh, think this is just such a marvelous technology to, for us to take advantage of.
0: Yes, that's, that's absolutely true. Good. Right.
1: So listen, I, I have this image of you uh, riding a bike. Uh, yes. You're dressed all in black. Uh, you're completely, your bike is a, a very stealthy black bike. You're carrying okay. a, a samurai sword on your back. Um, But I suspect that this isn't uh, the case. Help me understand the name uh, Bike Ninja. I I love it.
0: Okay. The the Bike Ninja name actually um, was the first thing that when I was thinking about how to name that that project or how to to share my experience, what came to me when I was uh, cycling in Madrid. So uh, Madrid is a big city. And, well, the Spanish uh, temperament while driving is also a pretty pretty in- uh, interesting thing. So yes. I thought about if you cycle in a major city, you need some kind of uh, ninja skills to just make it to the office. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this was one thing. So I had the name. Then uh, sometime some later on, a friend of mine, uh, Catherine Allen, he said, well, uh, I really like the idea of the ninja. Maybe you should just keep on going with that. So we just started out a bit with, with some photos. And um, over time, i uh, <clears throat> I got to know a good friend of mine. He's a martial artist and uh, practiced ninjutsu, which is ninja martial arts. Yeah. So um, this is how I found my way to martial arts. And okay. One of the things you mentioned is my bike. So what has my bike to do with uh, ninja techniques? Well, okay. My bike has um, to wait for me when I go to Madrid all day at a train station. Right. Right. So maybe, well that's one of the point where many people get uh, worried about so what will happen to be to my bike when it's all day alone. and So this was also one of my concerns. So I opted one for one of the, the ninja techniques, which is camouflage.
1: Uh-huh.
0: My commuting bike is a secondhand mountain bike that I've adopted to for commuting purposes. So it's well, not very beautiful from the outside, but on a technical level, everything works perfectly fine. Yep. So this is maybe one of the, the first things that really helped. <laughs> You'll find your bike when you come back. So just to have a an old bike with scratches, a bit ugly design and Okay, so this is just a way to keep it a little bit hidden. And, well, I also... Over time uh, worked on the best way to secure the bike because well I have uh, fellow commuters who came home made it at, at night from, yep. from the train and well they, they found their bike but not with two wheels just with one wheel so <laughs> yes but, and they said okay maybe I shouldn't have left it without a lock. And maybe it would have been a good idea to take uh, take the, the quick releases off and change them from for something different. And so I, I slowly adopted my bike to, to all that that kind of stuff. Yeah. And oh, no, it, it, it works perfectly. But well, it took some some time to figure it out. And I guess this is uh, also a point for everyone who just wants to start out to, to bike commute, just to learn how to, to adapt, especially if you're in, in urban environments where you have to just keep your bike safe. Or that's another point where I have to, um, to use the, the ninja idea.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. When I go to Madrid, I usually have to dress up uh, a bit formal which means I have to combine two things. One, I have to show up uh, at formal office environments. But on the other hand, I have to be highly visible in the street because especially when you're right very early in the morning, or late at night, well, you have to opt for or even in plain day, you have to opt for for some additional safety features to be to be seen, especially if the if the traffic's crowded, a little bit chaotic. Yeah. So i also have to play with being visible and and being invisible.
1: So um, Axel, take take us back though to the, the life before this. So I I, th- I yes. hope I'm right in saying that you are a lawyer by
0: trade. Yes, um, I'm a lawyer by trade, okay. which means Uh, Exactly, which means uh, in my case, um, I have to travel. That's the first point to Madrid. Yes. So, which means um, about two hours of morning commute. This was my life before.
1: And and actually, was that in a car?
0: Uh, No, it was uh, walking. Oh, was walking. Walking. Yes, it was walking. Walking because the distance is not too too big. So it's just uh, a half, half an hour um, walking okay. distance, Okay. but, uh, okay, so this is a good question because, well, um, a car was something that I've sought before uh, getting to bike commuting. Right. But uh, as my wife needs our car for, for her job. Right. So we would have to buy another car. Right. And find another place, um, another garage for the car. Yes. And then uh, the next thing is here, a lot of commuters um, take their car to the train station. Right. Which means (laughs) at the morning you have uh, a problem if you don't get really early because you have to leave your car far away from the train station and add some additional work. Walking distance. Over that, I thought, okay, what what could be an alternative? So, I thought about cycling, and even if it's at least here not so common to cycle, well, I said, okay, uh, I need more time because um, for commute and working at a law office in uh, in Spain at least um, means having very long office hours, right? which means, um, okay, so I have also a son, and I said, okay, I felt guilty, because I spent almost the entire day out, and when I came home, well, my son usually was already sleeping. Sure. I said, okay, he went to sleep just 20 minutes before you you arrived. I said, well... You know that's that's just feeling that it's not really um, you're not spending time with the people you really really matter to you say so, okay so what, what what could i do so as i at least at this moment could not optimize my office hours right so i had the, the huge time lock of four hours a day commuting <laughs> and said okay let's see what we can do um takes more time to to get from the train station to our home in car than with bike. Okay. Because yes, because the, there's traffic, the traffic lights and it's just even though so. the distance is pretty much the same, but with with um, with my bike I actually do it in, in less time. This is it's very good. Alright so you have I I am yes.
1: I'm, I'm so, just just want to make sure that I understand the picture uh-huh. here. So before you mm-hmm. uh, chose to commute or certainly part of your commute to work on a bicycle, yes. you mm-hmm. you would uh you your your family had one car, uh, but yes. your your wife used that car, so yes. uh, you had to walk to work. Yes.
0: I had to walk to work, right. take the train, take them I I and then I had to move around in Madrid with or bus Got or uh, the metro Duke. Got it. Um, oh,
1: okay. Okay. So now, now you decide um, that you're going to get your mountain bike, um, yes. and you are going to ride your bike from your house to the train station. Yes. And then yes, jump yes. on the high speed train that takes you into the center of Madrid. Um, oh, that's right. and, and and from there, you were using like a rental bike to get to the office they, and around they, town. They
0: have in Madrid. They have, um, <laughs> which is also great if anyone comes to, to visit our beautiful city. Yes, uh, you can. It's a, they, they are public bikes, so you can pick them up and uh, then leave them at uh, certain areas at the city. Yes. Yes, yes, we they, we we um, have
1: very we have something very similar here in in Denver, and I know that exists uh-huh. in most of the major cities in in America now. Have mm-hmm. those uh, have those opportunities for you to use a rental bike? Um, uh-huh. So that is that is definitely a thing. So what is the what is the distance from your house to to Madrid? How many kilometers or, or miles?
0: Okay, uh, I take. Uh... From from my house to Madrid it's about one hundred and sixty kilometers.
1: Okay, all right. I see.
0: So that's the big part. Yes. And then it's just the uh, my commute. Yes. Was about at that time um uh, about a day. I took about nine miles a day, which the, the total e-bike commuting distance. Right, got it. Okay. Have you uh have you ever considered an e-bike? Uh, yes, the, the Madrid Madrid City is really generous, so they have e-bikes.
1: Oh, they do. Which is,
0: yes, which is pretty good because right. you can move uh, pretty fast and it makes life pretty easy if you have to show up at the office and uh, with a nice shirt and um, so the e-bike... It's pretty good because you move fast and you don't sweat too much, especially in Madrid when yeah. it's summer. It gets really, really hot. So. Yes.
1: I was going to ask you about that because I know enough about Spain to know uh, certainly Madrid and Barcelona mm-hmm. and other places are um, are quite hot in the summer. So, mm-hmm. um, do you <laughs> it's have quite cold in the winter? <laughs> and not that cold in the winter, right? No, really,
0: really cold in the winter.
1: Really cold in the winter, really. Yes.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Uh, In Madrid, in winter, it's getting really cold. So I have outfits both for high temperatures, low (laughs) temperatures.
1: Do you have, um, when you get to your office, do you have access to a shower? Uh,
0: In this place where I was working before, I had access to a shower. Right. Or I just had... well, in in some cases I, I went to the gym at at, um, at the middle of the day so I could even could have changed that and entered before um, yeah. before going to office but what I also had uh, at the office just to be prepared because well <laughs> working at a traditional job means some kind of adapting to the circumstances so I've also had um, an emergency shirt at uh, the uh, office. Good, yeah. And even and even a complete emergency suit. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> that's a because very good idea. <laughs> that's
0: that's, that's, that's great because well I, I remember a conversation with my with my boss. He said when I, I came in and, 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 and it was winter and I was wearing an orange jacket and just you know to, to, to be visible on my way to work and to stay warm. And I said, "Smile to me. And I said, nice jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I'm, I'm just protecting your investment. You know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so this- he smiled, but we, we solved it very easily because I just had another dark jacket at the office, so I just wanted to change.
1: Right, right. Um, what, uh, what sort of law do you specialize in?
0: Well, I'm... Uh, uh, specialized in uh, German laws due to my background and to compliance work.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I I was gonna say you don't sound very Spanish.
0: No. <laughs> no no no. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a German expert living in Spain. So.
1: Okay. Where are uh-huh. you where are you from in Germany?
0: I'm from 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 Munich, near Munich. Okay. So from the south of Germany. And so that's that's at least where where my my cycling culture comes from yeah because well it's some of the first things we learn as kids they show us how to cycle and then well i was like having a bicycle all the time there and it's one of of, like the very the most common things to to move around right then i moved to spain and I've left my bike due to, to circumstances I left in Germany. So right. I stopped cycling for, for a long period of time until I said, okay, well, after a few years, okay, so now I have to get everything <laughs> I need to get to the train station. And yeah, it took me quite a while to figure out mm, the best equipment, the best bicycle, the best saddle, the best locks and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yes. You you will I hope for hopefully excuse the stereotype, but you seem to have approached this in a very German fashion.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I've approached that by a long, long, long uh, range of trial and
1: I don't know. It sounded very organized to me. It uh, sounded very
0: yes. Now it's pretty organized, <laughs> actually. Uh, I, uh, we're working now on a course for for bike commuters, for right. example. I've just made a, a small course. It just takes fifteen minutes about how to secure your bike. Yes. So. This is something uh, I now now know how to do it well, good organized. But
2: right.
0: I started all out with the wrong equipment, the wrong bicycle, the wrong backpack, the wrong helmet, the wrong locks.
1: <laughs> where uh, where would people uh, find that Axel? That uh, that okay. course?
0: You can uh, find the course on our website. That's uh, www. Urban bike ninja.com perfect Super. and so uh, you, you can find more about me uh, get in contact with me and uh, find the course it's just uh, sign up for the newsletter and you just get it
1: okay i'm taking a break from the ben and bikes podcast to tell you more about dr Squatch natural soap for men made with natural ingredients from the earth like oils plants goat's milk greek yogurt and oatmeal Turn your post-ride shower game up to 11 and get ready to get out of the shower feeling alive. Ship straight to your door, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And if you sign up for monthly automatic soap delivery, you'll get free shipping on all orders. Visit drsquatch.com, that's d-r-s-q-u-a-t-c-h.com for more details. And now back to this week's podcast. Are you an expert or or do you uh, take part in martial arts yourself?
0: I now started out with with martial arts. So uh, I now uh, studying about for one year martial arts and it's great. I really love it. So this is one of the life changing things that can happen when when cycling enters in your life. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So this is, this is really interesting and, um with my friends Gabriel Garcia, we've also done some adoption of martial arts techniques for cyclists. Yes, and that's also on your website as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes,
1: yes, yes, um, yes, yes. so so tell if and it would be easier it would be great for people to listen to this podcast to uh-huh. go to Axel's website and and you'll see uh, exactly, uh, you'll see some pictures in terms of mm-hmm. how to use your bike and your equipment that you have on your bike to potentially, mm-hmm. in the worst case scenario, protect yourself uh, yes. if, if you need to do that. But, but Axel, could you maybe describe some of the techniques some that, of the that are basic on the?
0: Yeah. So maybe the the first thing, um, what uh, what you have to consider if you get to a end situation is um, avoid anything of that, which means one of the things that I've learned, you know, especially in crowded uh, traffic and everything. Sometimes the easiest way to get out of any potential dangerous situation is just, you know, if just be friendly, just in case apologize and get away. So this is maybe the (laughs) first thing. Sure. The next thing is, um, you have a bicycle, which means if anyone comes to you with an intention to just get mad at you or whatever, just take your bike and, and ride away. So don't stay there. And because in, in just 20 seconds, you just like far enough away so that this person can't can reach you. Okay, if this um, does not work, or you're trapped into a more dangerous situation, then we just can see what we have at hand. So um, on a bike, for example, on my bike ride, I usually have a backpack. Yep. So if someone wants to to hit me or to whatever, or even in case of a knife attack, one of the, the basic defense techniques is just to put your backpack in front of you. So it's it's far better that your backpack takes the punch or whatever just in case you can even drop it and get off out of the the situation safely. Yep. Or you can use your bike helmet as a defense, some kind of defense shield. So it's far better if your bike helmet gets destroyed, than you take any, any damage. And um, another technique that's um, effective and does not inflict harm to the to the uh, opponent is the bike lights. Huh? Well, yes, the bike light. <laughs> so uh, when, when they taught me this technique, the bike light for what? So very easy. You take the bike light off, switch it on. Simply glare your opponent. Yeah. <laughs> that will give you 1015 seconds to just safely get away. Yeah. So these are very uh basic techniques, which anyone can just apply in in case that anything happens. And um, uh, another thing is just don't engage in any kind of of, um, conflicts. Yep. Just, uh, you know, you can always remember how the person looked like, did he wear a t shirt with anything on it, uh, which type of car license plates, or if there are any people that had seen that. So yep. that's that's one of the basics.
1: I suppose uh, I suppose the, the other sort of situation is that you do have a bicycle that weighs 30 pounds that you could always throw at the person who was coming towards you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yes, but, well, we, we, we don't want... Read into the newspaper That's, Ben got mad and threw his bicycle. In <laughs> <second>.
1: <laughs> I'm, it would probably work though. <laughs> the problem it's, is, once you've thrown it, you wouldn't have anything to get away with on it quickly. So um, maybe yes, that, that uh, would
0: probably uh, your bike will take yeah. damage, the other person might be uh, injured and yeah. everything. No, no, this, this,
1: this is not recommended. Yes. <laughs> So um, one one side question is, uh, were you a Bayern Munich uh, fan before you moved to Spain and are you now a Real Madrid fan?
0: Oh, this is a very really good question. I'm uh, not into uh, soccer at all. Oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty good thing because yeah. um, my wife's from Spain and um, she has a really big family. So many, many, many of our family, uh, they are really mad about soccer. Yes, so we have a imagine. huge family with, <laughs> with, with many people that really crazy about football. Right. And now my son, he, he, he really likes uh, football. So right. uh, he, he loves um, FC Bayern and he lost um, not Real Madrid, but Atletico Madrid
1: alright oh, okay yeah absolutely I should have asked what which side you were on it's a bit like people in England you're either a Liverpool fan or an Everton fan so it's probably that's exactly the same in uh, in, in uh, Madrid um, so uh, going back to the to the bikes um, yes. tell me a little bit about the uh, the infrastructure that exists within uh, Madrid for for riding okay. bikes I I assume there's um, it's pretty, pretty good. I would, I would imagine. I don't, I don't know. like bike lanes and uh, and those yes. types of things.
0: You have some bike lanes. You have at least in the city center uh, a widespread, you know, net of, of um, places where you can pick up the bikes. So okay, um, but on the other hand, uh, many bike lanes they just. Um, in the middle, you will have cars on your left, bad cars on your right, and maybe cars behind you. Yeah. So, Even though, if you're going with electric bike, you can normally, while well, keeping pace with traffic, yeah. you have to be pretty, pretty, pretty how do you say it? Uh, careful yeah. to watch around, to just anticipate the car moves and Um, On my commute, I usually um, just, you know, um, I try to find out what's the the best um, way to commute. So maybe it might be um, recommendable just to take a a sideway or not so, a a street that's less crowded in order to, to move safely because... On the other hand, you have just too much traffic and so their structure, but um, you still have to be quite aware. And on the other hand, you sometimes uh, see drivers that just going too fast or just, you know, they cross the bike lane or that. And on the other hand, you also have some cyclists that's just entering uh, in a really crowded crossing with their headphones on. Right. And just so um, yeah, yep. that makes sense. Fun. So I, I've got
1: two images of, of Spain. Um, one one is a, a very bike centric culture, um, mm-hmm. but I but I also have sort of an image of uh, of the uh, of the of the Spanish driver who is you know likes to drive his car really fast uh, and and isn't really very aware of anything, uh, including cyclists and pedestrians and other uh-huh. things, wh- wh- which one is more accurate?
0: Well, uh, both are true, because um, we have here like many people that are really passionate about cycling, right? You know? Just to give an example here, we have an association of uh, people that really love classic cycling. So they restore their bicycles, they have old bicycles, really beautiful bikes, And many people that really love, uh, uh, really love uh, mountain biking or street racing. That's on one hand, but the bicycle is not so much a daily commuting vehicle. So you have Mm -hmm. to be careful because drivers might be just not aware that you come on a bicycle. Right. So in my case, um, I've learned just to to upgrade, (laughs) and uh, usually. Wear uh, a yellow jacket, a high wrist jacket, which is pretty fun to ride because, you know, I've had situations where I came along with with my bike with the yellow jacket and the helmet, and I've seen drivers putting their, their phones down, putting on their, um, their seat belts, <laughs> and they thought, well, okay, that's, that's the police coming or whatever, because at least here in Spain, so if, if he, he wears um, some high-risk stuff in traffic, that's something that catches immediately the, the attention. Yeah. So the, the driver has um, is, is very um, attentive because there might be a police control. So yes. if something yellow comes up, so they, you usually know, pay, pay much more attention. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah, I, I think my observation, having, having ridden in an urban environment myself, is for the most part, uh, drivers are pretty aware of of cyclists, um, mm-hmm. and and if there is you know some kind of accident, it's generally because um, uh, it, uh, that the you know the cyclist may have been doing something wrong and was difficult to see, or it might have been yes. a really busy mm-hmm. intersection, or uh, it, it might. My point is, it's not necessarily a, a malicious reason that the no. cyclist was no, hit. No, no. Not it's the, not at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's just like I remember one time where I really was uh, happy to have an additional LED light in the morning. I was like um, crossing a small intersection, right? And a driver a driver approached slowly, but he was looking to his two kids on the back seat. So uh-huh. when he looked at me, he really got got scared because he saw my lights and the yellow jacket, and yes. I was like, okay. So you have just to to, to make it um, the easiest or one of the, the you have to just be visible for, for cars and um, well one of, of the things that I've also really love when I <clears> commute <throat> is my my cycling backpack because it's made of completely made of reflective material. Right. So this is awesome because um, at the day it's just gray. You don't you can walk into the office? No one will say nothing about this backpack, but um, on a night ride, it's it's a really light uh, lifesaver because yep. it's you know that you, you see it from, from behind and from the side, and so things like that really makes the commute easier.
1: Yep, and Axel, you, you've mentioned a couple of things so far, so it sounds mm-hmm. like. You you know uh, high visibility clothing, uh, yes. a, a high visibility backpack, uh, mm-hmm. a way to uh, lock your wheels onto onto your bike frame. Um, yes. What what are some other sort of uh, th- lessons learned uh, that that you have?
0: Well, the the lessons learned. Um, well, okay. Um, these are maybe the, the biggest two, you know, yep. and staying safe or riding with style, there's something uh, very interesting. I have a friend of mine uh, in Berlin, he's a tailor, uh-huh. so he specialized about making suits and everything, both uh, for the office as well as for cycling. So you can get stuff there, beautiful, made to measure, It's not only about um, being highly visible, but if you need something more elegant, there's even this kind of of options. So um, commuting by bike, you get to know people that are doing really, really interesting stuff. More lessons learned. Um, I've also built up my my office setup. Uh, As I'm on the train 50 minutes, so I've learned to just equip my my mobile office with the least possible weight. Yeah. So having prepared my phone, wireless keyboard, for some occasions even a voice recorder. So making making the best out of the company. So changing to cycling actually made, um changed uh, my day completely because what was before the worst part of the day, you know, getting stressed, to the office, heading home being like tense and and stressed. Well, you know, what happens if you spend long time at the office and you're, you're living in Spain where there's so much good food and things. (laughs) You also know, (laughs) I've noted the lack of exercise. Okay, so yeah, this is a great way to just um, exercise, doing some some fitness training and um, I've also learned like to decompress yeah. when you can use. what's in the morning it makes a huge difference. If you already have made like a few kilometers on bike you just you know your body's running <laughs> everything is, is full of oxygen and um, for example cycling in Madrid, has also a, a huge advantage because you can um, cross city areas that you can't cross by car. For example, the, the Retiro Park, which is a huge and beautiful city park, you can cross it by bike, but you're not able to cross it by car. So these are one of the, the, the really, really big um, advantages that you have as a bike commuter. Because you can get there in the morning, you have the little birds singing, you see the trees, the nature, and your day just starts following. And when I got home, um, cycling has a very, very um, important compound. It's almost um, meditation because when you leave the office, you're still like thinking about, okay, this kind of all the stuff that's going on. But when you ride your bike, you have to focus so much on what's going around, on traffic, on everything, that you just switch off automatically. Yep. So by the time when I got home, I was just like, oh, far more relaxed. And this is uh, maybe some of the, the best takeaways. So.
1: Totally. No, those are great. I wonder mm. um, when you, uh, you know, during the weekend, do you ride a bike as well or is it just for commuting?
0: Uh I ride it sometimes on weekend as well. Uh-huh. So that's on weekend, but I usually um, depends. Um, maybe I ride my, my mountain bike, or I ride a, um, a a bike that I restored last summer, uh-huh. which is yes, uh, one of those 1970s ch- uh, chopper bikes. Yeah, sure. It's on your bike.
1: it's on your website. I've seen it. It's beautiful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: So this, this was a, well, you now see that the picture of the restored one? Yes. But when I found it, it was just like a ab- bundle net and I didn't even, I see, okay, there's something that seems to have a frame, two wheels yeah. and okay, it was just like covered with a thick layer of dust and dirt and I said, okay, it seems to be blue here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, who Who made that bike originally?
0: Um, that's a good question because it has a it says Giordani made in Spain. Oh I don't know. Then. yeah, because the original
1: so, I know the original the original chopper was made by a British company called Raleigh, mm-hmm. um, and there's also a company here in America called Schwinn that, that yes. built something very similar um, so yeah. i don't know that spanish brand but i'm sure that and they they made it
0: there was there was a, a german brand as well so they they adopted that and so okay what what it seems some of the bo- the bike parts like the pedals and the wheels yeah they, they come from germany ah. actually the the wheels when i was cleaning them so uh, I, I found that it says even Western Germany, so they're huh. really old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, okay, so that was fun cleaning cleaning the wheels because um, they are chrome. They, they have chrome all over, yep. but they were just, like, uh, so rusty. So, okay, I tried different things. So the best thing that worked out to just polishing them was... Uh, Aluminium foil? Yep. yep. Call it? Aluminium foil and Coca-Cola. Uh, Coca-Cola. Okay. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Another one of the one hundred uses for Coca Cola.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I said, wow, that's that's awesome. Okay. So I've learned over time that it's good to have um, <laughs> a place where you clean up everything later on with water because it gets so sticky. Yes. But uh, the, the the Chrome is just um, beautiful. Yes, it works really good.
1: Well, I would uh, ask you maybe you could share some some photographs uh, with me that I can put on the on my website when when this uh, episode comes out.
0: That would be great. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I can. Okay, photos. Of course, I, I send you some of the restores. Yeah. Be- uh, and maybe some of the, of the process.
1: Yeah, before and after. And uh, any photographs of you on your commuting bike would be great too. Okay. Yeah of course mm-hmm. well well um alex bloomberg uh, aka the bike ninja um thank you very much for joining me from spain uh this evening i know it's getting a little late over there in uh, in madrid so um thank you for reaching out thanks for listening to the podcast and, and thanks for giving us all this great information axel it's um it's been fantastic
0: Thank you, Ben. It was a great pleasure I <laughs> had great fun. Thank you very much. All right,
1: Axel. Take care.
2: We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Ben and Bikes podcast. You'll find this and many other episodes about athletes, authors, filmmakers, and community organizers, all with a story to tell about bikes, by visiting benandbikes.com. Thank you for listening. We'd sure appreciate it if you could rate and review the Ben and Bikes podcast wherever you listen. We appreciate your support, and thanks for helping us connect with other bike enthusiasts. If you have a bike story to tell, email us, ben at benandbikes.com.